הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע אף הקדוש משבר הרצמה. ובפחד רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובל מקור חוכמה. רבנו נחמן ופגי מצמחה נע נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. Today we start a new סימן. Lesson 101 of פסיכות הרן. Speaking about the subject of אמונה. Also talk about פשיטות here. A smaller lesson, but we'll also do lesson 102 as well. We'll start it off in the next episode. We'll finish off lesson 102. Very, very deep stuff we're going to start uh, speaking about. Siman Kuf Aleph. Kvar Mevoar Kama Pami. It's already been explained and brought in many different places, several places. It's brought down in the writings of Rabenu. Lesson 5, lesson 15, lesson 32, lesson 33. Also in the second, uh, in the second volume of the Kutemoran, 19. Lesson 19, Lesson 44. All those sources for what we're about to discuss. Rabbeinu says, A person only needs three things in order to serve Hashem. When you want to serve your Creator, you only need three things, and that's tmimut, that's wholesomeness. To be tam, to be simple, with pshitut. That's simplicity. So Tmimut, you have to be wholesome, you have to be simple. You need faith. And you don't need any sophistications in doing so. To serve Hashem Bach, you do not need to be, you do not need to be, to be, uh, to be uh, what do you call it? You don't need to have any Chochmot, you don't need to have any wisdom, sophistications, and um, you don't need to be a great, uh, you don't need to be so intelligent. To, to serve Hashem Bach, you need to have the heart. Rahmana Alibaba, as we say, Hashem desires the heart. That's all he wants. He wants the wholesomeness, the simplicity, the sincerity. That's the word. The sincerity. He wants us to serve Hashem. He wants us to serve him with faith. With pshitut. Meaning, why does Rabbeinu outline the idea of faith? Because faith is specifically in the place where you do not understand everything. Hashem wants you to serve him without understanding him. That's the main thing. If you're trying to understand and wrap your head around everything God did, then you will no longer be God. Because <laughs> you'd understand him. So tmimut, Hashem wants wholesomeness, pshitud, simplicity, and emunah, and faith. He made a declaration. Look at this, underline this. Pshitud, simplicity, is above everything else. It's so contrary to what we've been told all our life, that we think to be smart is the best thing, to have the most wisdom. Rabbi is saying the highest thing of all, above all wisdom is simplicity. Because Hashem Itbarach, um, blessed be He, God blessed be He, it's certain that He is above everything, right? Right? Hashem Itbarach is above everything else. And yet, the reason why we're going to make the claim that simplicity is above everything else is because God is above everything else and God is simple. And um, to understand why God is simple, we have to open up uh, the book Etz Chaim, the, one of the deepest books of the Yari HaKadosh, if not the deepest. It's brought down in uh, the second gate, Sharbet, Perek Aleph, the first chapter over there. What did it say? Or Elyon Pashut That the supernal simple light was what filled all of existence. When Hashem Bach wanted to create the world, He couldn't create this world, this physical finite world, out of, um, uh, what do you call it? out of the infinite because he was occupying all space. So what he did was that, what God himself, which is this simple, simple supernal light, 
He was occupying everything, and God is infinite, of course. So to create this physical world, this finite world, he needed to almost vacate himself from a certain space. This is brought down all in the writings of the Tchayim. And uh, from that place, within that place, that, that vacated space, the Chalal Panun Hashem created the world. But it's brought down, look at the writings of the Ari Kadosh. look what he writes. Or Elyon Pashut. Hashem Itbarach at the beginning of time, all that existed was what? Or Elyon Pashut. Simple, supernal light. Imagine the way we describe Hashem Barach at the beginning of times that when it, when God was the only one that existed, it was Oranion Pashut that His light, which His infinite light, was supernal and yet simple. <laughs> it's incredible to even describe it, especially when we're talking about the Holy Arizar, who is discussing the greatest secrets of the world, secrets that would be, are forbidden to even speak about. Of course, in uh, many many occasions, unless you have the, the fitting vessel. But um, the way the Arizal explains it, that the light of Hashem Bach is simple. God's infiniteness is simple. So if Hashem, look what Rabban was saying in the practical sense. That if Hashem Bach is above everything else and He's simple, then we can see that simplicity is above everything. And of course, this is the way Hashem has described that He is simple as in the writings of the Arizal. So that's enough. If Hashem Bach is simple, then we don't need to uh, to be sophisticated and to have wisdom. And who are we to be sophisticated before Hashem if Hashem Bach is simple? We have to emulate Hashem as, uh, to the best of our abilities. So this is the, the greatest thing possible. Siman Kuvbet. Shamati Bishmo al Pasuk. Lo hibit aven biyakov lo ra'a aman biyisrael. Rabbi Nathan says that I heard in Rabbanu's name an explanation on the verse. He beholds no sin in Yaakov. And he sees no evil in Yisrael. Hashem, his God, is with him. And the king's trumpet, um, the king's uh, uh, shofar blasts in him, or the trumpet blasts in him. So, it's uh, more accurately a, a, a trumpet blast. But, Look what it's brought down. This is uh, what is written over there um, in Bamidbar, Sefer Bamidbar, chapter 23, verse 21. This famous verse. But Rabbi Natan says, when Rabbeinu was explaining it, after we forgot the subject. But Rabbi Natan says, this I remember. The way Rabbeinu explained the ending of the verse. The king's trumpet blast is in him. What is... Teruah comes from the word Shevira, which means to break. Kemosh Ketub is brought down in the verse, Teruahem Beshevet Barzel, brought down in Tehilim, chapter 2, verse 9. Teruahem Beshevet Barzel, break, Teruahem means to break, break them, Beshevet Barzel with an iron rod. Teruahem means to break something, Teruah is the breaking of something. Hanuk Shemeshabrin and Tekfirot, meaning specifically when you break atheism. As I'm then when you break atheism, then you can find the king. The king is present. When you break, when you when you break, then what? You find the king. You find the godliness within the atheism. We're going to explain what that means. You find Hashem the king himself within the atheist within the atheism itself. Because even within the atheism itself, we have God's vitality enclosed over there, garbed over there. Of course, nothing can exist without Hashem's light. 
even those filthy places, those places of idol worship, those places of atheism, those um, those immoral places, even there, Hashem Bach is is present, of course, with tremendous tzimtumim, with with many, many different garments and constrictions. But there is a piece of Hashem there. There is godliness over there that one needs to redeem. And of course, whenever you break that atheism, then you reveal godliness within there. Rabbeinu continued on the subject saying that what? These philosophers, these people, these atheists, their lives are not lives at all. It's not a real life. Even in this world. Because the second they immediately hit with something that doesn't go according to their will. All the more so whenever they're hit with a trouble, whenever they're struck with a with an anguish, a pain. They have no one to turn to. They have no one to rely on. Because their entire belief system is founded on the idea of nature. That they believe everything is natural and everything goes according to the realm of nature. Heaven forbid. And they have nothing with which to bring themselves life to at all. They have no vitality. Aval, but, Ish emunot, a man of faith, Hama'amin ba'ashem, the one who believes in Hashem, who has faith in Hashem, Chayav tovim me'od, his life is very good. Because even if any single trouble or pain has to pass over this person, has to go through this person, that this person has to um, endure a certain pain, May God spare us. Then he too can console himself in Hashem. He can rely on God. Because he trusts in God. Because he believes and he knows that everything is for the good. Or that he can, he can console himself with the fact that he believes that all those punishments are to cleanse him from his sins. Or he can console himself by the fact that he can tell himself that what? That in the future, he'll merit something even better than this. In the end, the outcome will be better. Because you always come to the same conclusion. That the intention of Hashem Bach is certainly for good. And therefore, if it's certainly for good, then you'll always find a reason to be happy in the situation, even though it's painful. It's a very deep secret that Ramanu explains in Lesson 65 of Likut Moran. He explains over there the concept of suffering and why when a person suffers, especially when a person goes through intense pain, he closes his eyes. And the reason being is exactly what we're talking about here. That when a person closes his eyes, when he's experiencing pain, tremendous pain, imagine you, you get a sting or something. Something hurts you. You get a cut, you're bleeding. You close your eyes, you start wincing. The closing of your eyes is a symbol for something much, much bigger. Something that's much deeper going on. And the eyes represent the eyes for this world. When a person opens up his eyes to the desires of this world. But whenever you experience pain, immediately you close them. The Jew closes them. Specifically, any person closes them. But it's a hint to what the Jewish people do um, at a deeper sense. And what is that? That when a person closes his eyes in pain, he's essentially showing Hashem Bach that he's not looking at this world. He's not looking at the nature of this world to try to find a reason and answer with his eyes. To try to find the logic. You know the eyes represent wisdom. It represents something that you can wrap your head around. When you see something, you know something. But you close your eyes specifically when you experience pain because the only thing you can rely on when you're in pain and when you're in suffering is on Hashem Ibarach. 
and you close your eyes to remember that there's something bigger than this. It's the world to come. It's Hashem Ibarach. That Hashem Ibarach above this. And it's, it's like you're almost entering this aspect, the bitur, this nullification, that you're nullifying yourself within Hashem to recognize that the pain is part of a bigger, bigger picture. And that what? You're not opening up your eyes to this world to find an answer. You're actually, the only answer is that you close your eyes. You engage in faith. The inyan of faith is to close your eyes. It's the aspect of sleep. And this is the secret and the significance as to why we close our eyes in pain. And what a person, what a Jew, what a true Jew says to himself whenever something bad goes, when something bad happens to him. And that he recognizes that it's actually not bad at all. It's actually for the good. Therefore, a man of faith, he's constantly living a true life, a good life, in both in this world and in the world to come. But these atheists, these people, philosophers, they have no vitality, not in this world and not in the next, because they are always relying, they're always putting all their their belief in nature, and therefore, whatever nature hands them, they have to deal and accept, even if it's, if it's painful, they have nothing to rely on. So, they see no bigger picture. And this, is, of course, is very clear and explained, to one who's an expert in them. Because these philosophers, they're in constant suffering. As we see naturally, these people go through tremendous pain. Because it's impossible for them for everything to go according to their will, and they want to be responsible for everything. But it's impossible. And because these philosophers, they don't believe in the world to come, so they choose this world. And this world is filled with pain, it's filled with suffering, it's filled with anguish, affliction. Therefore, every single moment for them, every single second, they're experiencing pain, anguish, trouble from the from the um, of what happens from what happens to them in this world. That nothing is going according to their will. The all their days are anger and pain. Because it's impossible that a person can control everything in this world that everything should occur according to his ratzon, according to his desire and his will. And because these people, they do not look and they do not pay attention to their eternal purpose. And their purpose is that they only engage in the desires of this world. They try to fill whatever they can here. Therefore, they're, of course, they're, they're filled with afflictions and uh, pain. Because even though they might experience one uh, pleasure here, the second something goes wrong, which of course it always goes wrong. <laughs> There's always something happening. Um, there's always something that goes against a person's will. Then the second they experience that, these people think it's all wrong, it's all wrong. But us, the Jew, we always know it's right. Because deep down, Hashem has a kavanah, has a kavanah for good. His intentions for good. But these people, these philosophers, these people don't believe in Hashem. Don't believe in God. Of course, it's certain that they're filled with afflictions and suffering, with pain. Because they have no one to rely on. And because they put all their desires... They put all their trust in the desires of this world. Therefore, when they're not being filled by those desires, when something isn't working according to their standard, then of course they're going to complain. And they're going to be sad. And when those afflictions hit, when those worries and when those troubles um, strike them, when they are uh, faced with those troubles, they have nothing to bring themselves to life with. So they're dead already. Um,
Reshaim bechayen kerayim metim. We say that in the Gemara, the Reshaim in their in their life are considered dead, and this is because they live no life at all. As Rabban was explaining, I think that's it for today. Bezrat Hashem, we'll continue in the next podcast, next episode. Within lesson, uh, we'll continue with lesson uh, one or two. We'll finish it up. Bezrat Hashem. Um, tomorrow.